everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I'm so glad you're here. We have a great show for you today. I'm joined by Charla McKinley of Beyond Personal Finance, and we'll be talking all about transferring responsibility from you to your children in order to help them learn. There are so many practical tips and actionable ideas included that I know you're going to love it no matter what age your children are right now. Before we dive in, though, I want to take just a moment to thank our sponsor for today's episode. The Teach Them Diligently podcast is made possible largely through the partnership we have with our sponsors. We're all in this together, right? And Alpha Omega Publications is committed to providing homeschool families excellent resources to teach our children well. One of AOP's greatest accomplishments is providing families with quality education for preschool all the way through high school. Your child's love of learning is important, which is why they strive to create exceptional curriculum that makes it easy and fun to study God's incredible creation. It's not too late to start your school year with AOP curriculum. Plus, AOP's Back to Homeschool sale has been extended, so you can still save 20% in September. With thousands of items on sale, you are guaranteed to find the products you like at a price you'll love. Call one 800 622-3070 or shop online today at aop.com. So be sure to check out their back to homeschool cell and I'll I'll link that in the show notes for you for today's episode. But now, without further ado, let's dive right into my conversation with Charla McKinley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am super excited to welcome Sharla McKinney to the podcast today. Sharla has a group called Beyond Personal Finance, and we're going to talk today about adulting and really preparing your children to do that because that's ultimately what we are called to do. We are to prepare our children to be ready to stand on their own, to go out and make their own mark on this world. And there are an awful lot of practical ways that I think we may neglect to do that. And so, Charlotte and I are going to discuss that today. Charlotte, welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I am thrilled to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and kind of your background before we dive into what we're going to talk about today? Sure. Happy to. So I am a... um a wife and a a mom of two kids. I've got my son just is in his freshman year at Purdue and my daughter is at, uh, she's in her ninth, ninth grade year. (laughs) Uh, I started, they, um, I took my son, um, he was homeschooled for middle school and my daughter was going to be the same and sweet little girl. I guess she got her father's extroverted genes because she told me that she would rather go to a classroom. So sadly, (laughs) I just, I know. uh, So sadly, I had my son uh, at home with me for a little while as I began to teach him through the lens. You know, what I love about homeschool is that we get to decide what's important. And I knew what was important for my son specifically is life skills and just getting him ready for the next phase of his life. And that's kind of how all of this began. And I had an amazing time with him doing that, seeing life through his eyes. I am an only child. My mom did not do a um, a great job of preparing me for the next step. And so, you know, I struggled a lot um, 
when I got to college and into my 20s, just with juggling and managing all these things. And I did not want that for my children. And so I was determined to do things a little bit differently. And and one of the things that launched me, I have a degree in finance. I was working prior to, to having my kids. And one of the things that got me to where I am today is that I developed a way to interact. I was trying to teach my son about financial maturity and, and financial principles, but he was like, oh, you know, that won't happen to me. I, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and everything out on the market sounded very much like a lecture from an adult. And at that point, he was in middle school and he'd kind of tuned out lectures from adults, really. And I, I wanted him, this money was too important for him to tune out. So I created a curriculum, uh, it was just a little class for him that took principles like game of life and uh, choose your own adventure, all of those interactive things, and just Mm -hmm. had a dialogue with him. You know, uh, we pretended he was 22 and went all the way to 42, and he began to build budgets and make choices, what apartment, what car, all of these choices that he would make. And, and it was very good because he's making that choice and now we can talk about it together. And so that inspired me. He loved that class. We did it with some friends like we do in homeschool. You know how it is. We gathered our friends and it went so well that we it inspired me to take this to the next level. Um, that's what I'm doing today. And uh, part of that mission is to my I have kind of a two-prong. One, I I want adults, parents to understand how important it is to uh, see your kids as the adults they will be one day. And then, of course, I want my the the teenagers that uh, take this class, um, use this curriculum to also see the adults they will be one day, kind of shine a light on their future because it's only when we know our future self, when we have a vision for our future, that we can begin to make wise decisions towards that future. And that applies to both the parents and the kids. We've got to get these teenagers ready because adulting is hard. There's a lot to learn and and not, we don't have as much time as we think. Well, exactly. And I've talked to so many young parents, uh, young adults who have echoed what you said early on about how they felt so ill-equipped. And that really plays over once you start a family into, it causes a lot of marital issues. It Mm -hmm. causes a lot of issues as you're trying to parent because you just have this insecurity of not knowing what you're doing. So what are, you know, some of the things that you have seen if, if we aren't preparing our children, because I want to kind of lay out kind of how to do this and, and, and different strategies and techniques and stuff. But but really, what happens if we don't, if we neglect to actually do this while they're younger and we just send them out ill-prepared? Sure. Well, you know, I, one of the things that just lit a fire under me as a, as a parent is this idea that my children would be out in this world experiencing something for the first time that could put them in danger or could really stress them out. They could do something wrong. You know, I think about changing a tire, you know, I mean, is the highway uh, on the side of the busy highway, like the first time I want my kids 
to have changed attire? Like, no, <laughs> oh, no. And, you know, my son, he, sweet little guy, we were, you know, calling back and forth on his first weeks in school. And I'd asked him, you know, oh, what'd you do? It was Friday night. He was like, well, I did some laundry. And, you know, he, that was on a Sunday when I was talking to him. He, he went in, he did his laundry. He knew how to do it. I wasn't trying to have this sort of conversation over the phone where he's like, where do I put the coins? What do I do? do You know, that's so hard to think about trying to train them from a distance feels a lot harder and a lot more frustrating than simply training them while they're here. So my son knew how to do laundry. He wasn't intimidated by it. He didn't smell because he put it off for so long and he was scared. (laughs) You know, those kind of things where you're having to parent from a distance, from a panic point. Mom, I'm I'm here at the store and and they've rejected my credit card. What do I do? And now it's like scramble, scramble, scramble. Uh, I don't know, you know. And you have to hope that it is a convenient time for you to parent that emergency, and you have to hope it all works. That does not feel very good to me. And yeah. I, and and so I, I did not. I wanted to try to use the 18 years that I was given to get them ready for. I mean, I've lived away from my mom's house. You know, I left when I was 18 and I never came back. So I've lived so much longer away from her than I did with her. Those are the years I'm trying to prepare my kids for. Right. And it's it's so important. And I love the way that you kind of framed that as emergency parenting, because we have been given the time with them in our homes, with us having a, a much larger measure of control mm. where we can give them you know they can they can do this with training wheels on and then we we slowly but surely take those off to where they're ready to ride on their own and that is such a big deal to take advantage of those moments that we have when we are in control because even as as you know with your son away at college i have 3 in college now and one in high school and the amount of control <laughs> that i have over their schedules or you know their comings and goings or what they're doing is greatly diminished because that time has passed. We've now grown up to where, especially my three bigs, they're doing their own thing. They're responsible for all of their own stuff. And it's really cool to see, but they're still in a little bit of a transition because I am still available to counsel and to help. and But that's my role now. I am now modeling more than teaching. I am coming alongside of them more than talking to them, you know? And it's a really right. cool transition. But all of that had to start back when they were younger. So what does that look like? What are some things that parents can do while their children are younger to really prepare them for that transition into adulthood? Sure. You know, I... Uh, what I love to do, I love to speak to young parents or parents with younger kids because those are the great years where you've got so much and you can go a little bit slower. You know, you can do things like just letting them learn how to use the alarm clock and just, you know, don't wake the kids up. Let them be late as a result of oversleeping when they're younger because, 
good news, it doesn't matter nearly as much as if yep. they're late because they've overslept for a class or a job or, you know, those stakes are so much higher when they get older. Packing their lunches or snacks, things like that, where, you know, one day my daughter, she brought to school with her an entire bag of muffins that I had on the counter that I had made on a Monday morning so that she could have them throughout the week. And she just, <laughs> and she was just lazy and uh, didn't want to pack her lunch. And, you know, that was her responsibility. And she just grabbed that bag and threw it in her lunchbox. And she, <laughs> she was gone. And little letting them do it wrong while they're, yep. while they're at home. You know, she told me that and I didn't give her a lecture about nutrition. I just laughed at her. You know, I was just yes. like, wow, okay. That, you know, might not have been what I would have done. And you know what? Guess what? I didn't make her any more muffins that she just ate <laughs> yep. her breakfast for the week. You know, those kinds of things, just letting them, letting them fail, doing their laundry, um, you know, just so many things that that they can be doing along the way in, that we as parents, and you know, it's not our fault. We start when they're little and they're helpless. You know, they have to have their food cut up for them and they have to, you know, have their juice box straw poked through, you know, and then we just get in that frame of mind where we're just, it's easier for us to just do it than to sit there while they fail and they might get a little frustrated. And But something has to rattle our cage to remind us, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Is this ours to do? Or is it our responsibility to teach and train? And you know, my mom, she didn't teach and train me. And so when it came time, when I was in college, I thought she didn't teach and train me because she didn't know, you know, or, or she didn't want to or whatever. So I never even went, I never saw her as in the role of a counselor because she never really was. So I want, um, you know, I, I, I want, and of course, certainly as money management, you know, is, is one that they need to practice along the way. So there's so many things um, that they can begin to transition to themselves and should so that the weight of adulting doesn't feel so heavy when the time comes. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's actually the easy way for us to do everything for them. That's, that way we know it's done right. We feel like we're helping. You know, we just want That's a baby right. and they're, they're children. The, the world's so hard. They're going to have yes. to go out into it soon enough. And that really truly is the easy way. But it was it was fascinating to me that this happens to be the timing of our of our podcast because over the weekend, I had uh, two separate conversations with my youngest child who is a freshman in high school now. And she was actually talking about things that she's seeing among her friends now that she's in high school and um, she actually plays on the varsity volleyball team. So a lot of her friends are older um, and they can drive and this, that, and the other. And, and she was just like, they aren't required to pay for anything. They, they have, you know, it's all given to them. And, mm-hmm. and even from her standpoint as a 14 year old 
almost 15 girl, she could see that that's probably not the best way. And admittedly, she has three in college who are, you know, been doing this a lot, a lot longer than she has. But it was very interesting that even she can see that they're going to get to a stage in life where it's going to be a really rude awakening. She sees her, her older siblings, you know, having to set money apart for gas and having to pay their insurance and, and right. all of these things. And, and she recognizes that that's going to be a really big deal to her friends who have never been there before. That's right. You know, my son's um, meal plan comes with $125 in, I don't know, flex bucks or something, yeah. whatever. And that's for the whole semester. And if he had not had to practice self-control and self-discipline with money earlier, he wouldn't know the value. He knows just exactly how much his little burrito bowl at Moe's cost. <laughs> Not because, you know, if I paid for it, he wouldn't know how much it cost. He'd be like, give me some extra meat, blah, blah, blah. But because he's had to pay for it in high school, he mm -hmm. knows $125 isn't a lot. He knows, boy, I better, you know, I better manage that wisely. And I don't want to be, I don't want to put us in a position. He's already moved outside of my house. I don't want to now have him calling me asking for more money and me having to tell him no. So right. now I'm kind of pushing him further away. Like that feels yucky. And so yeah. he knows he knows not to call and ask for more than $125 because he's, first of all, grateful for what he has because he's had to spend his own money and he understands the value. And then yep. he also knows how fast it goes. And those are two things that you cannot learn from lectures or from um, examples. You have to feel the burden of that on your own. You have to waste some money to learn the value of money. Yeah. You know, yes. you have to, you have to say, yeah, I'll take that double meat and then get to the cash register and go, how much? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you just asked me if I wanted anything else. And of course I want extra meat. Well, sir, I'm sorry. That comes with a cost. You know, like that, that moment, he learned so much more than any lecture I could have oh, given yeah. him or video that I played for him about money management. You know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and as a parent, you don't ever want to see your children fail. You don't right. ever want to right. see them fall on their face. And yet, just like you and me learned by falling on our face and stubbing yes. our toe, so do they. They learn a lot of their best lessons that way. My oldest has, I mean, this has been a real struggle for him, uh, just managing things. And he has he has had to learn the hard way many times and has been very, very poor many times in yes. his short 20, 22-year life. But now he is starting to to really mature and and he's always had to pay the consequences of that. Yes. You know, you you don't have it. I'm really sorry. That stinks that your oh, bank man. account looks like it does. That's right. Um, but on the other side of that, because we are still here to guide and to help when he and his brother went out and spent the summer on mission teams this summer, we were able to 
through grace and through the fact that we love them and we wanted to help them, we were able to give them a an insurance reprieve because they pay us for their insurance. They're still on our our sure. policy because it's cheaper. Yeah. But because we wanted to, we said, you're not going to earn much money this summer because you're serving. For this parentheses of time, we are giving you grace. We're going to cover this for you. That's and right. That, and that was our choice. And it was something that I love that you brought up gratitude a minute ago. They recognize what a gift that is. And that's yes. a really, really big deal. It's not entitlement. It is a gift. It is something that we are doing because we want to help. And we know that this is a very practical way to do it. And so you're, right. you're, it's, it's a much more mature transition into adulthood while I still have the ability to show grace to my kids when I want to. And it's That's a really right. wonderful thing. It is. It is. It is only when you relieve them of a burden that they will are grateful. You know, if you've been carrying them the whole time, and then say, you're looking over and going, hey, you really need to thank me for carrying this. They yeah. don't know how heavy it was. They don't, until it is their responsibility, then they can't be grateful when they get a gift. I mean, no, it's no wonder. I mean, I learned this the hard way. You know, my son, he does have a, it's, he has some entitlement, you know, like, well, you're just my mom. This is what you're supposed to do. Blah, right. blah, blah. And I had to re- reset and say, no, no, as your mom, I'm supposed to help you be the person that you were created to be. It, that is, that doesn't really have anything to do with financials <laughs> that, you right. know, like me paying for your stuff. So that is my job. And I, I will use many tools to help you become an adult. And one of those tools is to have you bear the financial responsibility for yourself. And I'll show you how I, you know, I would talk to my son all the time when he ran out of money, I would help him brainstorm how to make more money. You know, well, gosh, have you thought about this? Well, you know, uh, you could always work here, you know, rather than just giving him money, I helped him troubleshoot the Mm -hmm. real problem. Right. Absolutely. And the other cool thing about just in general, preparing your children to be adults, and we're, we're talking a lot about financial, but you've already talked about laundry and changing attire. And so this goes way beyond just financial applications. This is really teaching your children how to survive without you there, which is what we want to do. But one of the things that, or, or one of the things that I do want to point out on the financial side is in, in every family, this could look different too. It could be a situation where you're able to provide this, but they pay for this, you know, That's so, right. so there isn't really a formula. You have to do this, this, and this, and they do this, this, and this, you really need to figure out and look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture is you're trying to help them have skin in the game so that they are prepared for that next step whatever that looks like in your own family. That is correct. Yeah. And that's the, that's the biggest problem because, you know, I go around the country and talk to parents about uh, adulting and, and, and chores versus allowance and all of those. And of course it begs the question, okay, well, how much do I give? And it's so frustrating, I'm sure, because I cannot give the answer because it just depends on each kid. You know, you have to use your tools to bring out the best in them. My son is a spender. So Mm -hmm. the lessons, money lessons I had to teach him 
were very different than my daughter, who's a saver. I couldn't, my daughter would save every last dime I ever gave her and would never buy anything versus my son. He would blow it within an hour. So, you know, there is no formula because we're all very different. And the same thing is true of responsibilities. My daughter naturally cleans up after herself and she naturally brings stuff with her to her activities. My son always forgets stuff. So when he called and said, hey, mom, I forgot my blank. Can you bring it to me? It was really hard. But my answer is no. Nobody, I'm sorry you don't have your water bottle. Um, You know, because this wasn't in the heat of the summer or whatever. But there were times where I would tell him no versus my daughter. She so rarely forgot anything. But if she did, I knew that that was just a genuine mistake and that right. it is her nature to remember versus my son. I'm trying to help get him to remember. And, you know, I've had to do that a lot, but I'm telling you now it's, we went to the airport the other day and the, and I didn't remind my son of anything. And the, the guy said, can I see your ID? And I thought, Oh my gosh, yep. <laughs> he, probably, he probably didn't bring his wallet. How, what are the odds that this kid brought his wallet? And sure enough, he pulled his wallet out and there was his ID. And I just, the grin was huge. Like, oh, you did it. <laughs> yep. Well, even as you started into that story, I was thinking, you know, there are so many times when all you want to do is swoop in and and fix it. And, yep. and But then when they do show up and they can handle it. And when you do have, as a parent, the discipline to sit back and let them do it, when every part of you wants to get in and pack for them or do whatever it is, that is, it's stretching on both sides because it really has, I have learned so much about just really in a lot of ways, praying, turning them over to the Lord and just trusting that God is going to teach them even through the hard things when every part of my humanity wants to intervene and and to take those consequences away and to make it all better. But you, you learn to depend on God and to truly hand your children into his loving hands and let him carry and, and take them through those hard times too. That's right. And, you know, going back to that water bottle, if I continued to provide his things, then the message I'm sending is mommy is always going to be there. And that's not true. It's not true because he is now in Indiana. He is a 10 and a half hour drive away from me. And, you know, he he got a sore throat the other day (laughs) and I'm I'm not there. I'm not there to help him. You know, so we naturally, we were talking on the phone and we talked through and I just, Hey, reminded him, Hey, you know, there's, there's medicine for that. You don't have to suffer. You know, you can, here's what you can do. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, (laughs) I'm not always going to be there. And so I've got to help him learn to think for himself, figure out, you know, in this water instance, you know, he was able to get water from some other source, you know, whatever (laughs) it was, use that rather than sending him the wrong message. Absolutely. Well, Charlotte, we are just about out of time. But before we go, I want you to tell us a little bit more about that game curriculum. (laughs) What what exactly, what is that? And, you know, where can we find it? So that for those, and, and is it specifically targeted for middle school kids or, you know, how far reaching is it? 
Yeah, so I um, I like to have it be, you know, middle school to high school. Um, as I mentioned, it's the quality of your life depends on the quality of your choices. And the reason I, I did it in middle school for my son is because he was not choosing to use his brain. He was <laughs> given a, a very good brain for math and science. But I, of course, as a homeschool mom, I saw his work and I saw that he wasn't he just wasn't applying himself. And so I was trying to say, hey, here's the deal. You know, you have these aspirations of going to this college and having this job. He wants to be an aeronautical engineer. So you have these aspirations, but you're, the work you're producing right now isn't, you're not on the trajectory to meet those. Yeah. And of course he didn't believe me or whatever. And, you know, so we had to, so I showed him what it was like. Uh, and, and so we started, like I showed him about colleges and that's our, our first lesson when they're 22 years old, I have to kind of go back to say, Hey, what college did you go to so that we could get that 22 year old starting salary? So we covered mm. that, but I liked the reason why I started in the middle school is I wanted him to take high school seriously. And a lot yes. of times I have seniors who take this class or use this curriculum. And that first lesson where we talk about student loans and scholarships and how, how it works, they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have done some things differently yeah. in high school. And I just hate that. I just don't want them to already have regrets. So I like, uh, so it is, of course, if they don't do it by senior year, they certainly should, but it should be uh, middle school to early high school to get the most out of teaching and the understanding of this lesson. And then, like I said, they choose a career and just like game of life, you can choose to go to college or not. And then you start off with a true salary from the Department of Labor wage database. You know, I want everything to be realistic because that's the problem with the game of life. It's wildly unrealistic. Exactly. And so between that and culture, they think that they're going to make so much money. And so then when wise people like me and, and Dave Ramsey and Clark Howard and all of those folks talk about how you got to save your money and blah, blah and they're like, well, that's for poor people. I'm going to be rich. So I don't need to do all that. So I take realistic job data and then I have them go from age 22 to 42. There's 20 lessons. Um, it takes about an hour to an hour and a half per lesson. So it's an easy semester where they really walk through. Okay, at 23, you choose your, you know, choose your first car. And we talk about all the lessons. You know, I've got a self-recorded video that they watch and I talk them through it. And the beauty is now the parents can have an interactive dialogue. What, you know, what car did you choose? How much did it cost you? What did it do to your budget? So at the end of every lesson, they calculate how much they have left over. And then they choose an apartment. Then uh, they choose a spouse. And, you know, they have to marry those budgets together. Then I have them have a child and you better believe the budget changes at that point. And we go <laughs> on and on and we do investing and house buying and furniture and insurance, all the things. But instead of it just being a lecture that's rah, 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 it's their choices. So when they find themselves unable to afford the choices that they've made, 
that's when the parents get to step in and say, huh, let's take a look at this. Because honestly, even if the kids, even if our teenagers are having an allowance and kind of using, it's still teenager money. So those 22-year-olds, they get their first job and man, $40,000 a year feels like a ton. And so even the most um, diligent kid might give away 10% and save 20%. That's still 70% to waste. And I just, a 22-year-old, I want them to hit 22 having already kind of walked through what being an adult will look like financially so that they can be wise with the school they pick and not burden themselves with student loans. They can be wise with the career they choose. Does it match the lifestyle that they think they want? So they don't set out uh, with some to be disillusioned. Hmm. And then, you know, marriage, there's so much rich there because it's like, wow, you can make really good choices. But if the spouse you choose does not, you guys are you know, you're in this together. So those, it's so rich, but in a way that's fun and interactive where the families can talk together. And it's not just a lecture about what you should do. Well, and I would imagine just in listening to you that it's probably helped a lot of parents to rethink (laughs) some things and, and get some things on track that they were never taught. Absolutely. I know, uh, you know, my daughter asked me the other day to help her do geometry and I've done geometry in my life, but that I looked at that. It was, and it was embarrassing to me because I felt like I should know, but I didn't. And I think a lot of times parents feel that same way because they just weren't taught or they learned the hard way and they're, they're just still catching up. So yeah, this is, it's done. The, the videos that I have are uh, always, you know, about 20 to 30 minutes so that even if the families wanted to watch it together, it's, you know, not so long. I try to make yeah. it, you know, not dry and whatever. And um, so that they all can learn together without the parents feeling like, man, my kid is learning something I can't help them with because I don't know it myself. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Well, I am going to make sure that I give some links to connect with you and to find your curriculum and such in the show notes for today's podcast. But why don't you tell us where we can find you? Uh, Because a lot of times it's nice to just hear it as well so that we remind everybody to go look in the show notes to get those links. Sure. So my, um, I call myself the artisan of adulting. (laughs) And so I have a um, weekly content that I send out to uh, my subscribers that sort of help remind them of of various things, um, you know, uh, along this journey. And that is, you can sign up, um, subscribe to that at either artisanofadulting.com or my curriculum website is B as in beyond, P as in personal, F as in finance, class.com, bpfclass.com. Both websites have a way to subscribe and connect with me. And of course, that bpfclass.com is the way you can take a look at um, the curriculum. I've laid it out there so you can sort of see how it works and, you know, see some feedback. And, and of course, if you ever have any, any questions, you can contact me there as well on either fronts. 
Well, thank you so much, Charlotte. Thank you for for sharing all of this, for giving us a lot to think about. So I really, really appreciate this was a, a joy to talk about. Yes. Well, thank you so much again for having me. I um, I just love I love talking this kind of stuff. So I'm just uh, so thankful for the opportunity. Well, you are welcome. And to everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in today. I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.